Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweets. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Saturday Draft Live here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat Podcast and Feed, a feed that's been a bit quiet the last couple of weeks. You can thank Stephen Wilson and Stag do for that. It all started when Saturday Draft Live could be done uh, last week because, well, poor Ryan would have been left to do it all on his lonesome and I'm sure even he would agree that maybe that wouldn't have been for the best because <laughs> everybody else who could have recorded with them was all done in Manchester. But we're we're back here. We're going to look at some of the scores from the last couple of weeks. We'll catch you guys back up on what's been going on, uh, kicking off the season 13 of the draft year, the longest season that we do of Mania to SummerSlam. I'm Scott McLeod, one of your usual co-hosts. And as I said, he is still here, still paying his dues, still a long way from ever trying to do this solo at his Vandal Gleesh. <laughs> How you doing, Scott? How do? You? Uh, just, just uh, a wee mention. I was the only one that wasn't invited, but you know, we'll, we'll gloss over that. Left him alone, some. <laughs> Trust me, there's people on that side that Stephen's known for years, and probably if he had got the opportunity, he wouldn't have invited. So I wouldn't take it too harshly. I've also uh, <laughs> met him very few times, so <laughs> it would have been a, a particularly weird one if I was. <laughs> you remember his family, Laura's family? You had to do luckily like. Who is that guy? Oh, he does one of our secondary shows. How long has he been doing it? I don't know, about two, three weeks? I don't know. <laughs> I've done three shows. <laughs> this is Ryan Douglas, everybody. He's a, he's a, he was once a loyal member of our Listeners League. And <laughs> I know that nonsense on here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Unfortunately, that we have to talk about that nonsense on here, but not yet. Well, we can hold off. Let's look at the top three scorers from the last couple of weeks. Number three, actually... Three and two are kind of tie. Well, to start with number three and 16 points, adrenaline in my soul. We're here to talk about Cody Rhodes. He is on 16 points, proving to be a strong contender. He's on the aforementioned Stephen Wilson's team. So, Stephen goes gallivanting off to Manchester, and while he's away, Cody Rhodes is doing well for his team. Uh, Cody Rhodes, was it the second round that Cody Rhodes went in? Uh, the first, I think. Like, he seems definitely like he had the potential to be, you know, a first a, a first round contender, but he was picked very early on and must like CM Punk a few seasons ago when everybody wasn't entirely sure what was gonna happen when he came to AEW. Cody Rhodes in WWE so far, you know, it's only been a few weeks and he's still got that rematch with, with Rollins at Backlash to come. He's proven to be a, as we can see here, a worthwhile pick. Oh, definitely. Um, very clear from his he won. He was the one inside his eight man uh, match 
uh, on Monday and he beat Kevin Owens last week after uh, Seth Rollins uh, fat shamed him. So, <laughs> and he's popped up a couple of times across Raw. So yeah, Cody's proven a really good choice. Uh, just second, yeah, yes, he was his first round pick. Uh, oh, wow. I love, love that he got Cody Rhodes as a WWE guy and his, as his first round pick and the Hardys as his tag team. You know, that's a weird team to look at in 2022 on Stephen's side. <laughs> <But>, yeah. <laughs> but looking at Stephen's team, Jay Cargill did well while we were away. I think Jay had to defend successfully on the TBS title on Rampage, but and so far, Wardlow's picking up slow wins, but the Hardys have mainly appearing on Dark. Bailey's so far got bugger all, and Sam's just been repeatedly battered by <laughs> by Drew McIntyre the last couple of weeks. So Cody really is becoming the linchpin of that team. Yeah, definitely. Um, kind of leaning all in on a couple of these picks here. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, it works out for them. Yeah, uh, Cody is also number 24 in the top 10 of the season overall on 24 points behind somebody who we'll get to later on. Uh, the next person is also on 16 points. She's on my team and she's on her own against the world. Number four in the top 10 of the season overall on 21 points uh, is Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion. A woman I didn't put my captaincy on yet. I had a feeling I would eventually switch the captain to her. And maybe I'm thinking after what happened with her and Sonya Deville on Raw, maybe if I did put the captaincy on her, she would have soared right further up and she is, and I would have moved up a couple of places along with it. But she definitely defended the Rollins title, I think, by DQ, or there was a count out, and they got restarted to like a no DQ match, and she won again. And this is like the last two weeks since we left the SDLs. Overall, she's on 21 points, and 16 of those 21 points have just been done in the last week or so. So that's how strongly Bianca's been booked since we've lasted an SDL. Yeah, um, Bianca's proven to be a definite great first pick. Uh, was she your, your first pick? Yeah, yeah, she was in the first round because I knew yeah. I took Roman away for, as a singles pick and some oh, other yeah, singles yeah. were taken away in the first round. So obviously, yeah. no, as soon as Roman away, there's no like male top champion. When you think of it, no WWE champion on either brand. So I thought, take the top women's yeah. champion. Yeah, that seems to be one of the bigger trends in the drafts last few seasons where they go for the top female picks for singles round one as opposed to male, because mm-hmm. they tend to go very quickly. And uh, I think Bianca Belair was a was uh, in everybody's sights if they got mm-hmm. to go first. And yeah. It's shown again why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, I think, given the, the story of she finally beating Becky everything, that it didn't feel like she was any risk of losing it between now and SummerSlam, so I thought she was definitely a safe bet, and she was a Really, the lynch, I thought about Lynch was probably the Lynchpin for me and Chris's team alongside maybe Sammy Guevara for a while on our team last season. So, trying to repeat some of that success. No, she's doing well for me on Monday nights. My other Monday night pick on Finn Balor has proven to be completely fucking useless. He's on zero <laughs> points right now. Zero? Wow. Zero. He lost the US title. He lost the Damien Priest thanks to Spooky Edge distracting him. You know. He's, he's, he's proven himself to be top contender for a fucking transfer. <laughs> uh, no, um, I thought it would have been more than that, but now that you say that, uh, it makes a lot of sense. That he's definitely he's be- definitely been used to put, up, uh, put over other wrestlers, and it's uh, starting to bite you back a bit here. I know. Fucking Ezekiel shouldn't be of more potential more points than Finn Malaro. I, I was on the spot between the two 
mid-card champions. And for some reason, I didn't go for Ricochet, who's getting easy wins over fucking Shanky. Like, how is this? How is this happening? I feel like I'm being punished for something. <laughs> I've got more Idiot. points with Mad Cat Moss. <laughs> okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> As you mentioned, you've got two of the top five uh, newcomers of the season. Like you've got Madcap Moss at nine points and Banks and Naomi with 21, which is, that maybe says, you know, and Ricochet is on 12 because it's been a while since he was picked uh, in the uh, in the draft of things we've been in a long time. Number one, though, in the top three, he's been a top pick for the Listeners League for a long time. He was a top pick for Jack, even though Jack was picking second overall, but it is coming back to benefit. I mean, he's got 26 points for the last two weeks, 34 points overall for the season so far. He is Mr. Tony Schiavone, uh, once again, appearing all over the place, being, being helping carry Jack to a top position. Uh, it's just, you know, he's taken over from like Adam Pearce and Sonny Deville, who used to be the top like non-wrestling picks, but, you know, Tony Schiavone's, you know, carving out his own, he's, he's fucking trailblazer in this league is, is Tony Schiavone. Yeah, I think the difference between Tony and the likes of Adam Pearce is that the risk factor is a lot lower with Tony because he's he's going to be on weekly anyway unless something really goes wrong um, whereas Adam and uh, Pearce and uh, Sonia Deville when they were in that role would phase in and out of television but Tony's there all the time so if you pick him first round you have very little to lose you know what I mean he's got, he's yeah, just gonna, yeah. we turn up constantly um, and I will say this is one of the few times that the, the main league has learnt from the listeners league because it's starting to prove me wrong because I never liked Tony Schiavone as a first round pick ever but I'm starting to get told otherwise I, know, I used to think that as soon as we stop including Dark Elevation where he's a commentator alongside the, the big show uh, he I thought as soon as I went on he'd, he'd only had Dynamite and then Rampage like you have to basically bet on him appear and do the interviews, but he's been trusted to do more and more interviews in ring or backstage for us, Dynamite and Rampage, as well as his commentary, his regular commentary. So, you know, it's actually been, he's actually been, I've been a better, I think he's actually been a better scorer since Dark Elevation got taken away from the table. So, that goes to show you just how well that's going. But the funny thing about Jack is that he's got a perfect, who's the number one of the season overall. He's the only person in this league who's got a, a pick on minus any points. Dakota <laughs> Kai is on minus one points, and I think she's going to stay in the minus because uh, I shouldn't laugh about this, but she did get really set recently. You know, she's one more probably the most high profile her and Dex Lumis amongst the recent NXT releases that happened a couple of days ago. So it's fair to say uh, Jack will be transferring Miss uh, Kai at the earliest opportunity. <laughs> yeah, um, it was looking really promising for Togota Kai at the beginning of the season because she was the one half of the NXT Tag Champs when she was drafted. But uh, whoa, that's a lot, a deep fall from where uh, the draft happened. About what? How long was it? A week ago? Uh, no, a month ago? Six weeks ago? Yeah. Um, it's some fall she's had, but clearly Jack's getting points elsewhere, and it's not mattering too much because he's. Well ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, he's well ahead, but you know he's always going to have that one underperforming thing with other people like Chris trying to knock him down. Uh, he's always going to be in the back of his mind, probably. So that's becoming another trend. It's a trend we didn't think we'd have to deal with as often, but like 
since like mid 2021 when they started doing runs releases more regularly it's become an issue where you have to worry about a member of your fit getting released you know usually you have to worry about them getting injured and not getting tv time and you might need to worry oh yeah they just those just so and so from your team in the fourth round is gonna get fired. Yeah, they might not be employed, and that goes yeah. for champions, as I've just said. Like, mm. don't you can't just pick a champion because I think a champion they won't lose their job. But Dakota tight, get Kai lost hers. Um, it makes the draft a lot more <sighs> interesting and scary. You got to be clever about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like you went from tag champion at Standard Lover losing the tag titles. On the next tag team, then because I think we recorded it on a Tuesday, uh, the selection because that then cause yeah, we did, immediately yeah. she immediately she lost them. We all had a good laugh. The next week she lost to Mandy Rose in a yeah. title match, and she's not on TV for a week. And then she's gone. Like not since Braun Strowman went from triple threat for the WWE title, wrestling a backlash to being the fact that somebody went from high profile position to just not there at all. Yeah. Um. At least Jack had the advantage that when Dakota did lose the titles with Raquel, it was the week where it was going to the points because of the actual draft itself. So it could have been a lot worse for him. Yeah, he still did lose points for her, you know, losing against Mandy Rose in that title match. And now yeah. he's not getting anything from her because she's gone now. But well, now we'll, we'll move on from there to go to the top, you know, the top nine of the season rather than the top ten. Uh, number nine, unfortunately, uh, one of half of last season's winners, uh, Gary Kernan, uh, King Mabel's, on 77 points with King Mabel's court. Adam Kelly, how much would the champion Brombreaker be? Thank the champion Brombreaker could break wood. Uh, number 38 for Adam Kelly. Uh, myself, which is ahead of 140 points with the first picks of Bel Air. Again, I think I'd be a couple of points places ahead if I'd put that captaincy on Bianca, but at least. My captains, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are starting to make more appearances. David Hockney was talking all sorts of shit out his ass. Well, I'm the one that brings statistical analysis to Saturday Draft Live. Was, well, why did you pick this tag team? Because I didn't know they were going to try to do this whole title unification thing with the tag team titles, Dave. You can't be all high and mighty. You picked from last and you're only three points ahead of me. <laughs> and then uh, Ryan, you with the People's Union, you're on 48 points. Steven is on 50 points with the Bell Hill Nightmares. My brother Ross is on 53 points with what a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good McMahon, what a mighty good Mahan. Uh, Chris, a lot mainly due to the uh, RK Robey team is part of the homeboy in the Heartbreakers. is on 54 points. He was in first. He and Jack have been fighting for first, but Jack managed to pull out ahead of him. He's on 69.5 points. Nice. Oh, well, Jack, I just stopped there. Uh, with Ban International Friendlies, he's clinging to that number one position but it'll be very interesting now between those two because uh, now it's been changed from a title unification match at Backlash to uh, RK Bro and Drew McIntyre versus the Bloodline Yeah um, 15 and a half points is a big gap now uh, mm-hmm. that, that's kind of scary, I just hope it doesn't I hope it closes it more because you don't want these uh, seasons where there's one person in front by X amount of points for so long and nobody can catch them um, but with the change in the, I just said, very rest me our backlash, you know, the, the Presswick Air, uh, Glasgow Presswick Airport of uh, WWE pay-per-views. Um, <laughs> you know, so with the change in the card with the adding Drew and Roman to the, the match, um, it's not necessarily too clear who actually might come on top. 
Uh, so Chris has advantage that Arcade Road might not lose it too soon. Mm-hmm. It might ha- it'll probably happen a lot later in the season. Yeah. Uh, so you, he'll, he'll be relishing that. Yeah, I mean, it'll benefit, it'll benefit either Jack or Chris, really, whoever wins that match, because mm-hmm. for me, Roman just showing up with Heyman and maybe appearing later earlier on this show in a backstage, but that'll oh, get yeah, me on be- my appearance points, so I don't give a fuck who wins that tag match, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> not our problem. <laughs> and like, still, like, he's still appearing across both shows. Like, yeah, he took a week or so off because he's Roman Reigns, he's got other stuff to do. So, but, you know, don't be too down on them as a tag team. Just, yeah, I knew there would mostly be appearance points, but it's a marathon, not a sprint, you know? SummerSlam's season. Don't rush in. Yeah, yeah, you know. Try not to be a bit too premature, which some people on Voyager's podcast can be. Uh, <laughs> to all of us. Uh, and Roman's already been announced for to be appearing on Raw alongside the Usos this Monday, and I'm sure he'll be on SmackDown and have some sort of confrontation with Archie Pro Andrew on SmackDown next week as well. So appearance points are already starting to rack up a little bit because eventually Roman's going to have to start building a single screen. And I think from the looks of this thing they're having at Backlash, it's going to be him and Drew McIntyre, which means more appearances. Yeah. I didn't know they were going to do the whole title unification thing. I think it had been rumoured, but I don't think I wasn't sure about it. And then I thought I could take maybe RK broke is something since I last did the Usos and one of them got injured, I've been hesitant to even take them, even in their good seasons. And uh, I thought between RK Rowe, I thought, like, there's no way Roman sticks around to, to be taken as a singles pick. So, you know, you had to get in there. Oh, Plus, no they're a staple of the draft, him and, him and Heyman. Yeah. I, I'm I'm still adamant this would have been better, but you can't you can't go wrong with Roman and Haynes, uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Sorry, you can't go wrong with them at all. Uh-huh. Yeah, and now we go to the part of the show that most of us still like to do. But Legend has it just thinking about reading out these names is the only way that David Hockney can maintain an erection. Is where we read out the top five of the listeners' league. And because I'm hosting it and I don't want to do it, and this man is here paying his dues, otherwise he'll be sent back to the Listeners League. Uh, Ryan Delgley, please let people know the top five of the Listeners League this week, or for the last two weeks, as it were. Well, obviously it's a great pleasure for me as the Listeners League overlord. I'm no longer mm-hmm. a representative, I'm their overlord, so deal with it. So, in fifth place, we have Martin Best, a bit more progress on 71 and a half points. Uh... Reluctantly, uh, fourth is JP. Hello, is your daughter there? Requiem, Requiem, 74 points. Alan Laurie in third, Peace and Chips, 75 and a half points. That's the best name, uh, the team name there, by the way. Uh, then you got in second place, Dan Axel Jameson, Old Age and Laws, 76 points. And five points ahead and 81 points. First place, Lee McAteer, Living on a Chair by Lana Austin. So it's looking looking quite looking quite tight. Obviously, it's a very long season for us in the league, but that's quite a good top eight or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes all the way to um, like to sixth Colin Blackburn, seventy points. He was mentioned two weeks ago to be in top five. He's clearly dropped out of it. Um, I'm just gonna have a quick look actually. Who's in Lee's team? Because I want to see how where he's getting his points. So his team is Tony Schiavone at Usos, uh, Tony Schiavone being the captain, so that's clearly where the points are coming from. You get Thunder Rosa 
Veer Mahan, who's just squashing everybody at the minute. Sonia Deville and Ricochet. So yeah, that's it's obvious why. Um, yeah. After that, do, do we want to talk about Leicester's league? Because uh, I've spent years in that league and I just can't be bothered with it. I, I don't really. Uh, only thing I can say is probably <laughs> the only reason that he hasn't scored a few more points. The only person holding him back maybe is Sonia because she lost multiple times in a championship situation to uh, to Bianca Belair on, yeah. on Raw recently. But everybody else is pretty much firing all cylinders for, for Leeds. Yeah, um, I'd, 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 I'd do, sorry, I'd do. I will say quickly that I do not think Sonia Deville is that great a pick. And before <laughs> all this happened, uh, and it's proven itself just now. If Adam Kelly was the one who picked uh, Sonia Deville fourth round, but, uh, low enough for her, I think, at this stage, and uh, she's overall on one point in the main league. Uh, so uh, it's about as much as you de- she deserves as much as you deserve, Adam Kelly. <laughs> a listener's league pick for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As soon as you mention anyone in that listening thing, you say, oh, uh, they've got Tony Schiavone in their team as a cat, or they've got Tony on the team. Like, you notice the lack of gas at that statement, you know? <laughs> more people don't have them in. It's like, oh, those in the U often score higher, scores higher than the main league. Yeah, that's because they get their pick of the lot. They, they, they literally get priority. <laughs> I know. Like those, like those people who say, who say they got priority booking on an airplane, like, the airplane's going to leave when it leaves. It's not going to leave. A bit earlier, just because you pricks got to the front of the line. Like, if we had the same rule, all nine teams would be the exact same, give or take uh-huh. one or two wrestlers in the main league. <laughs> so, like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Usually the listeners' league is either between two people very closely or it's dominated by one person for the majority of the, the season. And right now, Lee's holding on to his lead. Can he hold on to it? Somebody, presumably, out there cares. Uh, looking at the main league, we don't want that to be holding on to his lead because in the past, especially in this season, me at SummerSlam, somebody's held on to that lead uh, for most of the season, like, whether it be Jack or Stephen Wilson before him. And it can be very disheartening for a lot of people. But, you know, the, the transfer window can lead to a lot of people, you know, being able to change their fortunes. But so far, what do you think? Uh, what are you thinking of the season? Uh, Ryan, also, we've got WrestleMania Backlash next week. We'll talk more about that when we get to WrestleMania Backlash, uh, where we get to next weekend when they go home for WrestleMania Backlash. But, you know, first major show, I think, if you if you don't care in Battle of the Belts, uh, first major like, pay-per-view event, or sorry, premium live event of the season. Premium live event. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, so, obviously, I've mentioned this many times before, it's a long season, so you can't choose too soon, but this Lita Jax has given me PTSD from this time last year and I did the same thing, because that was my first main league season and I was traumatised near the bottom half at this point, and Jack was that was like the the really strong Drew McIntyre season, and I'm starting to get the same vibes again with him, with Tony Schiavone um, I'm not in terms of the title race, I don't know if Chris or Ross has enough to keep up. It's just far too much points. If, if Tony Schiavone scores the way he is, no one's touching Jack. And that's what scares me. Um, as for the bottom half, I'm surprised to see Gary is low. Um, I don't yeah. know if you remember right. I actually said on the when it was the four of us on STL a few weeks back that I thought Gary was going to be the winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> like no competition and um the thirty seven pointer at the bottom there's proving me wrong. So what's my analysis worth? <laughs> I mean Gary could turn it around a bad class because you know he's got Ronda in the I quit match Lashley I think he's getting a rematch with Omos and uh well we'll have appearances for Edge and Beast. I think they're making an edge AJ Styles rematch, which would also be potential points for uh, Jack, who's also got AJ Styles out. AJ's on the lower end of his team on four and a half points, unfortunately, at this point. So Gary could turn it around. Becky Lynch is now seemingly teasing something with Asuka, who previously went undrafted, but because she wasn't back yet. So it could be something for her. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't be scoring a bit higher with Sammy Guevara. Sammy and Scorpio weren't swapping the, uh, the TNT title back and forth. Yeah, um, it's getting really, it's getting really interesting now. I, I really hope Backlash works out for him, and he goes a bit further up the table, just not you know, in, up to fifth place and to pass me because I'd really not appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, like both, like both halves of the of last week, the uh, of last season, like tag team winners are in the bottom half of the season. Like guys in the last, it's, it, Dave's only a couple of spaces ahead of him. Yeah, so. Neither of them are fair, or none of them. Neither of them have gotten out of the blocks too hot because we had Dave had Kevin Grimes winning the retain the like North American title. I think he's got a triple threat match coming up at some point in the next week or so, and also he's got Scorpio uh, Sky losing, then regain the TNT title. But he also did have Adam Cole and Red Dragon taking losses and title matches, which I did try and warn him about. That yeah, when you have so many people in like title situations, it can either go very right for you or very wrong. I think it's going to be more wrong for Dave if, if I, as I suspect, uh, Ronda Rousey might uh, beat Charlotte Flair for that SmackDown Women's Championship and yeah, they're basically extending their WrestleMania feud. Yeah, I think I think Ronda will win this time. Uh, you know, David has been the stubborn man picking who he likes and not, <laughs> the, not, not the the actual clever pick. And that's why he's below me, David Tall. So, <laughs> <laughs> speaking speaking of David Hockney, I'm just going to mention this quickly, Scott. Is it not nice to not have Jack and David on the show, getting the Tories out? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. I'm, I'm enjoying been, this. At least Jack has been, you know, called out on his Toryism, you know, and uh, and David Hockney that Western country club. He tries to admit he's he's not a Tory, but you know, you know. No, I don't see many Labour voters going to country clubs there, David. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not many of them have uh, you know, fancy houses in the you know, the city centre of Glasgow and have very high paying jobs, you know, they're weird fruit bowls. So Not you know me. Not me. <laughs> no. What the hell is what's fruit? We're Scottish, we don't know what fruit is. Is it battered? <laughs> <laughs> One of those Tories is going to get called out next week because he'll be back on. I can't remember which combination it is. We have a weird rotating schedule. Maybe maybe me and Jack the Tory. It could be uh, David on. Who knows? But, you know, we could stand up here all day saying about what is and who is and who's a Tory. Uh, I hear you're a Tory now, Jack. <laughs> How do you get into that sort of thing? <laughs> But, you know, Ryan, it's been your first, you know, proper just analysis, you know, just two pe- two man panel episode of Saturday Draft Live, you know, as a full time uh, co host. How, how are you feeling? Feeling more confident? 
more confident, definitely. You know, I'm I'm the man with all all the rest on facts and knowledge and and the numbers. Don't need David Hockney around here when I'm here. Uh, but no, it's going well, going well. I had my feature show t- recording two days ago. We're 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 getting on there. We're we're confidence is up. I'm talking more, and I'm going to keep talking more. It would help on this audio medium. So keep up, keep the talking up. You know, even if you all I'm saying say. is. All I'm saying is I'm glad we're not relying on looks on this show, Scott. Otherwise, oh. the the uh, clicks will <laughs> drop dramatically. <laughs> oh, if we were relying on you know appearances. The show would have taken a nosedive when Nathan Fisher left years ago. You know what a handsome bastard he was. <laughs> anyway, um, well, before I get to you, Chad, you can catch uh, past episodes of Saturday Draft Live and the feature shows that. My, people like myself and Ryan Douglas have been appearing on on our back catalog on all good Android podcasting sites. Feature shows every single Tuesday here in the podcast feed, other than this week, unfortunately. Uh, Central, usually on a Thursday, and we'll be back to a Thursday next week. Uh, Ross is away on holiday. I believe it'll actually be myself and Chris Anthony Lopez taking over the reins uh, for that one week. Um, we catch every Thursday. Very soon, me and Graham and will be getting together to record a new episode of East Meets West as a uh, Tomorrow on Sunday is Wrestling Dontaku, and then we got to get out a, whole, a preview soon of the best Super Juniors, which will happen later on in May. So we're hopeful for some lineup announcements to happen fairly soon. But all that great stuff is happening on the podcast. We take our YouTube channel with stuff like uh, Quiz Showdown and Book It and all the other good shows we got there. We can catch the, the selection shows. They go up there live on the YouTube, and then they're there for your viewing pleasure if you weren't able to catch the live version of it. Uh, Trust me, those shows aren't relying on looks either. And <laughs> make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Street. Join the community page. You can get involved in the conversation, answer a question uh, about a feature show or get or answer read out on uh, episode central. If we start doing the questions again, if someone's going to take over Campbell's question. And, you know, it also gives you the opportunity to join the Listeners League. And I hope you're open to ridicule if you do. But that's been for myself and the people's Leader of the People's Union over here, Ryan DeLuise. We'll just overlord, say. thank you. Overlord. People's overlord. Um, so. Recognise me. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for the, for the both of us, we'll say thank you for listening. Have a great Saturday. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.